0: Hello friends, welcome to the Most of the Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. Alright buddies, this week's episode we return from a little, little hiatus we took there while uh, while I moved to Denver, Colorado. Uh, but we're back, and this week we have on our show Adam from Murder by Death. That's right, uh, Friday the 13th, Denver, Colorado, right outside the Bluebird Theater. Uh, we sat down, where I guess stood up and interviewed Adam from Murder by Death. Uh, it had been a hell of a day for the guys. Um, you see last weekend when this this interview was done, Colorado was ravaged by wildfires, and during the course of that, like the so many shows got cancelled, road closures everywhere, people lost their homes, people lost their lives, people lost everything um, so I, I I guess this is pale in comparison, but um, to in order to make it to the show that evening, murder by death had to go from salt lake city to denver you know that's a that's a shitty drive as it is they had to go all the way up and around through nebraska just to get back into colorado through some little back roads that they found that were still open in order to play the show uh this interview was supposed to take place about an hour and a half before it actually took place but hey things were running behind as they should so uh we had planned a lot longer interview with adam Um, But you take what you can get Uh, You know, I I read in One of my favorite books is a book called The Art of the Interview by Lawrence Grobel And uh, he says that he won't do an interview Unless he has complete control um, so he would have probably turned this interview down, but not me because, you know, this. I don't even consider this interviews. These are just dudes hanging out in the alleyway talking about life, the universe, and everything, and mostly music. So that's, that's kind of the, the route we're going for here. Uh, hopefully, if you're a first-time listener, you enjoy what you hear here today. Um, but, yeah, so we only got about, I don't know, he wanted to do 15 minutes. I think we got 25 all together. Hey, it's better than nothing. Uh, I really like Adam. Uh, really, really fucking... Handsome young man. Uh, I was not surprised at the least when he says in the interview here in a few minutes that he is Italian because, well, he, he just he just comes off as Italian. And then I I was gonna mention and I cut it short, but uh, listening to some of the stuff, it reminds me, it, it's something that would come out of a uh, Sergio Leone Western. You know the Clint Eastwood Man with No Name series, um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and stuff like that, uh, or Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, and. Of course, Sergio Leone was a, an Italian film director. And then Adam comes from Italian descent. It all kind of comes together, friends. It all comes together in one fell swoop. Uh, so the show is fantastic. In the Whale, we I missed the opening band. I apologize, didn't catch your name. In the Whale, Destroyed. That is probably my new favorite Denver band is In the Whale. Check those guys out. Two-piece blues, punk rock and roll. Um, man, I, there's words just can't describe In the Whale. But, uh, you know, you should check them out. Uh, if they're coming to a town near you, those guys rule. Uh, Murdered by Death, this is, uh, you know, they're still out there on tour. Take a look at their webpage, find their tour dates, and go visit them. Uh, great dudes, great band. Uh, I was honored honor to hang out with you, Adam. Um, I'm going to quit rambling, and we're going to go ahead and get straight into the show. Uh, visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com uh, for links and more information about Murdered by Death. Or, uh, you know, like us on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes. Or just uh, shoot me an email telling me uh, how much you hate or love the show. Either way, I read all the emails. I'm really bad at writing writing back to people, but I try. I try, buddies. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and open this uh, interview up with a song of Murdered by Death's newest album, Bitter Drink, Bitter Moon. This is the album that was successfully funded by Kickstarter. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. We're going to open this, uh, this bad boy up with a song called I Came Around.
1: Cars lined up the street A procession for the thief The men were restless and the women howled As they professed their grief A smirk was flying on his lips And in his hand a rusty flask Even in death he'd forced a smile I ought to give him his dues We're going on like that Through the valley saw the face of death And you paid your debts Well then is there anything left Is there anything left When you settled up Is there anything left I came to pay false courtesy So you couldn't get the best of me But the grief hung in the air And mingled with the sweat I presume you knew your inner Just guessed. I never thought much about the man He was always just drifting along But a couple hours in We were drunk at sin I was wrong, I was wrong about him I came around, I came around, I came around I took you full and hanger-on But the way those folks all wept, You must have been doing something right To move the company you kept The drinks have gone my turn I a little shit But your friends just laughed And chimed right and Tell them you aren't so good It made me quit I never thought much about the man He was always a dream. But a couple hours in, we were drunk as sin. I was wrong, I was wrong about it. I, I, I came around, I came around, I came around. I came around, I came around, I came around. The room started ringing. Got the feeling I read you wrong Then another vital action Break up the vibe again You were the reason for this By the time the sun was at its peak Every party there was pissed And I can say with some degree of certainty The old bastard will be missed I thought your life was nothing more Than one long to grist. Now I sit weeping by your coffin, clutching a bottle in my fist. I came around. I came.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't know. Lotus don't, got cancelled tonight there because I know because uh, they're like a hippie jam band, but our drummer knows one of the guys from the band from like when they were kids. So. Yeah.
0: But, so. but, yeah. Do you, but you made it here alright tonight, huh? Thank god. So well, that's good. That's good. Oh man, these I just got new headphones and they sound like absolute dog shit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard what good headphones sound like. Especially these cheap earbuds. They were um, free, so I can't complain. Yeah. Uh so Adam, I'm Damien by the way. Adam. We yeah. haven't met yet because yeah. you're in such a hurry. Yes. Yeah, this of course is Kelsey. Kelsey. Kelsey's oh, a big fan. She just moved here from Omaha and was very oh, excited. Cool. Yeah. So
2: um, we play there pretty regularly. Yes. The, yeah. the waiting room is, Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: oh,
2: you, you look guys look familiar like, to me. I wonder if like if we met. Oh. I don't think I've met no.
1: you, but I've definitely been in the front row. Alright, maybe that's times. it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Might be it. Yeah. Um so are you ready to get going? Sure, yeah. Ready to get started? How long have you got? 15? 15? Yeah, I can make 15 work. Normally I do about 30, but you're on a tight schedule, so fuck it. 20, make, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so I noticed in my research, you do a fuck ton of interviews. I guess I do. Yeah, yeah it seems so. Uh, what makes an exciting interview for you?
2: There's just, like, questions that... The questions that uh, I don't want to answer, yeah. if those are avoided, Fair I'm, enough. I'm just very pleased. And those, those are, like, how did... How did you form? It's just not that interesting a story. It rarely is. And then, like, uh, when people try to ask you to describe your music or whatever, just, like, it's, death. it's like, I don't know, just... Read about us for ten minutes and figure right. out some questions. I guess.
0: Well, I try to tackle stuff that's kind of off that cool. grid. So hopefully, yeah, and I love that. hopefully, hopefully we'll get that going, done. I love right a up. good interview. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that. Hopefully that's tonight. Kelsey can be the judge here. I've, I've had a couple of the drinks. Partial. I'm slurring already. I can tell. Fuck good man. Too much coffee. Too much beer. But uh. Yeah, and I'm hopped up on espresso too. Yeah. I was so tired when we got here. I was like. Yeah. When when did you guys get here? Like six. Yeah. When yeah. was loaded? Supposed to be like three. Probably uh, four. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Too bad. It's not too good either. No, we
2: were. Th- the whole thing worked out. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, and here we are in the alley of the Bluebird. Like I interviewed yes. my favorite interview I've ever done. Are you familiar with the band Ume? They toured with the Toadies a lot. Uh, yeah. The no, most- they
2: were gonna open a tour for us last yeah. year, and then it just didn't work out the last minute. I interviewed the lead singer. The Ume. Girl. Yeah. She's like a shredder. Oh, and she's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she's. We,
0: a baby. we interviewed uh, right around here somewhere. Uh, that was probably the last interview. I've been I did, meaning. Had- they're from Austin.
2: Yeah, I've yeah. been meaning to have them come out and do some dates. I just keep. Like forgetting about it. So good. It. Well, uh, so how old are you,
0: Adam? 32. 32. We're the same age. It's great. All right. Perfect. Um, so, uh, where did you grow up? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, but you're living in Bloomington now. You went there for school. 14 years I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I just moved uh, here from Colorado Springs. I've lived in Colorado Springs for 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Which mm, I wouldn't recommend. But, I've been uh, twice. Yeah, and I missed both shows, oddly enough. I played the High Life House way back oh, then. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, my buddy. And the other
2: one was the Black Sheep.
0: I just moved out of a house across the street from the High Life House. Crazy. So, I played there in 2002 are. or three. I I wouldn't have gone to that show because I hated everything there at that time. It was too cool for me. I don't know. I was, a, yeah. I was a fat records punk rock kid at that time.
2: We played there because our friend's band, we were on tour they were called Ten Grand and they were uh, just an amazing like sort of shellac, fugazi inspired like aggressive band and they booked that date and uh, it was definitely like cooler kids than we usually played yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, anyway. But they were great I and mean, it turned out I met the owner years later at the Black Sheep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Chris Huffman.
2: That, so. That's who it is yeah. yeah,
0: He was my boss Until about a month ago Okay, I worked at the Black Sheep too but oh, okay. Long after you guys Already played there okay. so. I apologize for not Making it into that show I looked it up today And went Fuck Murder by Death Big Problems And uh, Sam Lowry Yeah yeah He's from our town Ah, what a good show I'm good friends with Austin Lucas If you know him at all I do yeah. I toured with him I was his tour manager For oh, two okay. weeks, Once upon a time yeah. And he Every time I see him He's like Dude we're gonna go out On tour again And we never make it happen But yeah. let's, let's interview no, let, me, let me quit Telling my own stories So uh, with murder by Death us tend to tell a lot more stories yeah uh, the songs paint a picture or whatnot. Uh, what were your favorite books growing up what was your first growing up that you remembered like the, the first Hatchet story was tells. I oh, love, love that love, Gary Paulsen. yeah Gary Paulson Hatchet was fucking uh, doing the lights
2: <laughs> uh, that book blew my mind uh, I've always been into survival stories yeah I really like, like camping and outdoors stuff and so uh, when I read that book as a kid I was just like oh my god, and I I went, we had a little, uh, like, cottage up on Lake Michigan, and I would go there in the summer, and there was these dunes, and there was this one, um, like, giant pile of bushes that you could crawl into, and it was almost like a little shelter, and when I was seven, I somehow stubbornly convinced my mom that I was camping there overnight, and I was, like, made a little fire, and, like, trying to, you know, basically... Live that book
0: <laughs> yeah you're still an avid camper too right yeah when yeah, right. I camp you guys camp a lot on the road nah never
2: yeah. there's never time
0: yeah that's just the way it goes especially with all these 8 hour 10 hour 12 yeah. hour drives
2: but I went I did 5 days in Joshua Tree 2 mm. months ago where we flew in for Hootenanny Fest in LA and then we had a festival like 6 days later in Michigan so I camped for 5 days just yeah. solo and
0: just by yourself what do you do during that time by yourself
2: uh get lonely <laughs> you know like <laughs> I went rock climbing a lot that time yeah. but uh then then uh, I, you know, a lot of it is just, like, food preparation and setting up camp and hiking.
0: What appeals to you about that? Or has it just always been that thing in there?
2: I like the reduction. I like, yeah. I like the idea that, like, all of a sudden all you have to do today is build a shelter and eat something and, like, figure out how you're going to prepare food with, like, yeah. limited stuff. And I, I don't know. It's just, I always end up getting, like, super just... <laughs> Bored and lonely, but that's when that's when I started writing. So I'll start working on melodies to entertain myself,
0: that kind of thing. Did you do any writing on this trip? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't probably can't help it, huh? Yeah, yeah. At this point, uh, so you know, you grew up on survival books, and
1: I'm still read a lot yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: I read. I was reading about Into the Wild today, where uh, I like the book a lot. Uh, the guy had found like more evidence to support his theory of how uh, I. I just read it, and I've already forgotten oh, like new names. information on yeah. it? Yeah, well, new information to conclude that he was right in his book, if that makes sense. That
2: John Krakauer was correct?
0: That yeah. that he had been eating the wrong seeds Yeah, the berries or whatever, yeah. yeah I like he, that book a lot. Cool. Yeah, I, I own it. It sits there. It stares at me. I haven't opened it yet, oh. but I, I will. I will now, based on your recommendation. Um, so, when did you find yourself first writing stories?
2: Uh, you know, it's like you have school stories that you're supposed mm-hmm. to write. I remember being in classes where you know, you'd know you have to be creative and write a story and I always liked doing that and I kind of forgot about it and then it uh, uh, came time to write songs and I just was so bored by music when I was like 18 and starting this band and so I wanted to just do something different and so I was just experimenting with anything that I could make work and I wanted to do something that was a little more fantastical and that, that interested me
0: so I just kept doing it um I'm I'm gonna switch things a little bit, but I, I know you guys have a deep personal connection and love for big trouble in little China. Oh yeah. Uh when did you first discover that film?
2: It was probably in like sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was on T V and I was at my friend Matt Nelson's house and we were watching it and it just blew our fucking minds. Yeah. It's like it's so ridiculous. It's So bad, but it's so good. Like it's the it's like the best worst movie I'd ever seen. And we were already into movies like that. And we were so into like terrible movies that are awesome.
0: Yeah. And what were some of the other favorite movies at the time? I mean, we're the same age. I I saw Back to the Future and Howard the Duck in theaters. Yeah, I'm like sure. I loved
2: Howard the Duck at yeah. the time. Um, I mean, Back to the Future is a good movie. Yeah. That's a straight good. Movie. But yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of like you know, I was really into blaxploitation movies because like all the video stores in Detroit, yeah. like they had the most of like, the covers of them would be so incredible with, yeah. like a sexy babe with a huge yeah. afro, you know, with like two guns and, you know, just very, uh, you know, and then like just these badass dudes. Like I, my goal is to see every black exploitation movie at every video store that we knew about Ever. in Detroit yeah. and I got through it before I graduated high school where it was like, there's nothing else coming in, you know?
0: I tried it all. I'm sure you enjoy the Netflix back catalog now as well. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so
2: many shitty movies that you've never
0: heard of. (laughs) What's one you've enjoyed that you can think of off the top of
2: your head? If not, no worries. I didn't watch it on Netflix, but they just uh, added Miami Connection, which is pretty amazing. I've not Um, seen that either. It's like, it's about, basically this, this Korean dude immigrated to America, started a, Kung Fu shop. This is in real life. And then he thought, I want to promote... Or not Kung Fu, uh, Taekwondo. I want to pr- promote Taekwondo in America. Maybe I'll make a movie. And so he makes this movie, which... They, he has no idea how to make a movie. Right. And the plot of the movie is basically... Um, him and his friends are in a band. And they're all Taekwondo like college students. Uh, and uh, they... Uh, are the house band? They're really good, and uh, there's these ninjas that they want to be the house band, so they start killing people. And the taekwondo like good guys are the most earnest good characters you've ever seen in a movie. And so they're just like, I don't want to fight, but I have to kick your ass. And and they play the most amazing songs. And it was made in like '84, and the guy it ruined him. It was such a failure. Um, and then the dude who does the Elmo draft house in Austin mm-hmm. found the tape on eBay, the original, like reel for 50 bucks, bought it and just showed it at random for this Wednesday random movie feature. And, uh, everybody loved it. And so he actually <laughs> re-released it like on DVD and great. and that's, it's amazing. That's a good little
0: story. Hopefully the guy yeah. is not in ruin anymore.
2: No, I think he actually like, it, he came around.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll skip a few things When did you first find That you fell in love With music Did that come early in life Or later in life
2: Um My parents didn't Listen to music Like at all My stepdad Had like these Chronic headaches And so It was a very quiet house And so But my stepmom Was, it was a serious Music listener And she would take me To all sorts of concerts Just cause she's like yeah, you should come with me mm-hmm. So by like Seventh grade I'd seen like Iggy Pop Lou Reed wow. David Bowie like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all this whoever was big, Nine Inch Nails, like, all the shit that was, you know. Yeah.
0: She enjoyed it, or she just wanted you to experience no, she, it? No, those were the groups oh, she was into. Yeah. Well,
2: I saw The Cure twice
0: back then, like, what? yeah,
2: like, oh. yeah, I mean, so she was always taking me to concerts, and she shaped my taste in music a lot.
0: I, I wish I could trade places. My parents listened to the radio all the time, but it was like, light rock, less yeah, talk, yeah. and then... Wouldn't take me to concerts. There's yeah. gonna be pot smoking there, even though my dad was in the garage doing it every night. <laughs> um, Hypocrite. Uh, what, what was the first band that you remember just obsessing over? Yeah, because that's what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, I, me was Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. I talk about that yeah. a lot on this this show. So. I'll try to try to not. the
2: first record that I just played. Like my, the first CD I ever bought. And that was just like sixth grade was uh, the Weezer Blue album. Oh, nice. nice. And I listened to that record a thousand times. You know, just, it was perfect for, you know, where I was at. And, like, uh, and then I got really, really into Smashing Pumpkins. And then I fell in love with uh, Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. I remember, like, oh, she's foreign. Like, uh, weird, she's got short hair. Like, well, I don't know, it was like... Yeah. Just all those funny, youthful things. Yeah. And um, then as I got really, really into The Cure and David Bowie by like 7th grade. And those were like them and like Joy Division and New Order were just all I listened to.
0: And then uh, when did you first pick up an instrument? Or had you already been playing things? Yeah. Guitar?
2: I got, yeah, I got a $20 garage sale guitar.
0: What was it? Any idea?
2: I don't even think it had a name on yeah, it. Garbage. Yeah.
0: Uh, 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 how did you find your musical voice or was that just something that just happened to come out over the years
2: yeah I think it just came out I, I've okay. I've always been like I've always been really fiercely independent and so anytime I thought I was like copying something else I would change it or delete the song or whatever just like it's just this weird sort of attitude I have about stuff I just want it to be mine
0: yeah Let's see what this guy's doing. I think he's unloading stuff for the bar. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so when did you actually start writing songs for your own? Was it pretty immediately?
2: Nah, I was like probably 15. You yeah. know, just writing terrible, terrible
0: songs. As we all did. Yeah. I have notebooks full of them. Yeah. Uh, do you ever look back, what do you think, do you still own those songs the notebooks? Not really. No. Eh, that's a shame. I still flip through mine and I can occasionally find i like, got a few recordings. I'm like, yeah, this this lyric right here, these three lines are not Completely awful.
2: I discovered a CD, a recording that we had done on a four-track in my friend's living room when I was like 18, of a a joke band we had. That was they're pretty fucking awesome. Cool. It's called Frank Tanana, who was a baseball player for the Detroit Tigers, and the songs were all about basically how we were his illegitimate children, and uh, it was just like psychotic worship of this baseball (laughs) player. And the songs were like, "Dear Frank, thanks for not pressing charges." dad you know just yeah. like really really Jesus weird God. and s- fucking it just got so dark at one point we like we sainted him <laughs> and he like throws a perfect game in heaven where every pitch is a strike and he strikes at all the players it just got we were all like ba- we, the lead guitar player and I had played like travel baseball together since we were
0: six and so yeah. there's a lot of baseball stuff <laughs> <laughs> um so Between then and there, you ended up... Why why did you choose Bloomington for college?
2: I thought I wanted to go to, like, a small private school or something. And then I visited a couple that were, like, high up on my list, Mm -hmm. and I didn't like it at all. And then I went and I visited Indiana University, and it was just kind of awesome. And actually, the guy who's selling our merch tonight, I met him at college orientation. And uh, we used a fake ID to buy a case of beer and (laughs) drank the whole thing with some random girl and some random dude. Some, you know, None of us had known each other. Right. We drank a case of beer behind a dumpster at a gas station and were out. No. The guy no.
0: just went in the I front. So no, you're fine. He just went in the front. Or he went into one of those places on the left, I think. Oh, did he? Or, oh. yeah, I don't know. Uh, so this is freshman orientation? Yeah. You drinking? Wow, that's
2: awesome. Oh, it was pretty funny. And then it turned out I had to go to bed because, like, my Parents' hotel or whatever. I had to get back to it, and then my buddy got like arrested, and, uh, and that's to, the buddy in there. So yeah, brush. yeah. Nice. And he had to go to the uh, uh, like the college board or whatever. And he got out of it. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what you do when you're in college. I got a lot of buddies in Bloomington. They all seem to. I don't know. They all live there, and they're like, well, everybody I like, stays. It's amazing. like it there. I like it there. Awesome. It, the people I know that have left come back. Yeah, that happens. You know, um, it's just a
2: really peaceful. Small town, but it's got yeah. enough big town stuff, you know. It's
0: Yeah. Like, so you started playing out. Had you played out before you lived in Bloomington or did not really music stuff? So what brought you to play out in front of people living in Bloomington? Um Any idea? I mean, sometimes it's just like... I was like, just you know, booking
2: like, a lot of, like, house shows back yeah. then. And so eventually there would be, like, traded shows. Yeah. And, like, I booked some crazy shows down there. I mean, it was, they were really, really well attended. Like, hundreds of people... Um, and some of the bands grew to be really famous. Uh, My Morning Jacket did a show. Kehoe yeah. and Cambria did a sh- two shows. Well, like, just kind of crazy.
0: And you were like, I might as well start playing some of these shows. We were already playing. Oh, okay. uh, like,
2: we were the draw for most of the oh, shows because yeah. we were like, you well, know.
0: well, what, why did you start playing initially, even before these house shows? No, just for fun. Yeah, you know? just for fun. Yeah. What do, What do you get out of playing back then? I mean, I think well, it was just like was that was a, our creative yeah. outlet, yeah. you know. And more or less, like how how was it? that first time getting in front of people Uh, it's always the worst
2: I still have some stage fright I have like I've got it dialed in but I have to like I don't know
0: yeah I get you Uh, so you went to school to study you were a religion and English major yeah I did like a double yeah and you never finished though right I have eight credit hours left so close Uh, is that for the double or just for the double oh wow but uh
2: it's so crazy yeah I just uh got too busy with the band I don't even know what I would do with it now. It's not like I'm gonna. At the time, I thought I was
0: gonna be like a professor or something. Yeah, you still could. You got the look. You got the mustache going. You look very I just handsome. Need some
2: like uh, leather uh, elbow patches
0: or. Whatever. It looks like we're done. You got it right now. You got it made. Uh, so, so I, 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 I was curious. Like, uh, I get a strong vibe of good versus evil through the through the lyrics. Maybe, and I could be wrong. It's my interpretation. Um, were you raised in a religious household? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely a Catholic household. My mother's from Italy and so like there's she's not crazy religious she's just a very yeah. good Catholic yeah. and uh, she, she brought up a lot of uh, very positive moral teaching that I still yeah. I respect a lot even though I'm not uh, Christian but, that was uh, my next question um, but she she really taught me like you know basically a very liberal ideology that I, I still subscribe to you know I I give money to homeless people I try to like you know basically help people out if they need it she she just taught me a lot of stuff I think is really valuable yeah
0: that's good like I'm not religious at all but my mother raised me the same way like like, be good and I don't I don't need that that holy bible hold it over me to be a good person
2: I like to think that that's yeah what is it there's a bumper sticker out you see around says, like, you can be good without God. Right.
0: I know our drummer is, like, way into that uh, organization. But... I, I got to figure out that organization. Um, so I, I'm going to jump ahead just because we got so little time. Uh, I, I read through your f- recent fan postings on Facebook. You have some pretty diehard fans just like, hey, I saw the show last night. I love you. Like, more so in, in such a different way than other people get it. Like, you get people like, hey, I saw this on the TV, you know. It was just such a completely different interaction than I see most bands get. Why do you think that is? Is there it's any kind of
2: direct and approachable? Yeah. Like, you know, after the show, like people can come talk to us, or yeah. or before or whatever, and yeah. just try to be very non-rock star about yeah. our shit. And I think that's just like the Midwest yeah. ethic. You know, yeah. it's like For sure. Midwest people are usually just pretty accessible. And you know, I think also it serves us. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. The Midwest thing is all about just you work hard and hopefully it pays off. And yeah. part of being a performer and an entertainer, I think, especially in like the social media age, is just being approachable. And so yeah. we just try to be, you know, nice to people instead of blowing them off. You know,
0: Yeah. Actually, and, and and it shows us too because, you know, people like my friend, my friends just inside when came up to me, they were freaking out. And it's like, it's just a dude just hanging out you're just a dude right as far as i know <laughs> um so you gave back to your fans like this kickstarter and i, I i'm sure you're fucking so sick of talking about kickstarter that's no, fine um but it but it wasn't a cash grab it was instead like hey look at all these awesome prizes we're going to give you There's stuff theres cash too but well, well, of course <laughs> fair but but you know like i'm somebody like i look at some of these kickstarters and yeah, it's like suck. there's no, there's nothing there there's no merit it's No like content it's money. like they want your like
2: they put your name in a credit it means nothing yeah it's horseshit
0: but you're you're giving people book subscriptions movie subscriptions things that helped
2: I was trying to sell things I was trying to sell weird like I was trying to pre-sell an album and be like if you want to buy this thing it's going to cost more than you you just went out and did it yourself but like I'm aware that you're you're a patron you know it's like but you know it's. I don't want a symbolic gift I would feel shitty yeah and so I wanted to give people something that they would actually enjoy, and you know, especially the book club turned out to be 115 subscriptions to that, wow. and I had to send them each 12 books, so I had to buy, you know, 1,400 books, which yeah. is a, a challenge.
0: Hopefully, you get a little bit of a discount on that. Um, no,
2: <laughs> no. I had bought them used, most of them, and I ended up I just sent off the last shipment, so they're done. Cool.
0: Well, I, I liked though because it seems like to you. From my point of view, that books and movies help shape you, and you're yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. helping pass it on." Yeah, know? yeah. I've mean, like, got I've gotten
2: a lot of good feedback. Yeah. People saying like, oh, "I love this book. Oh my god! Like, I'm so glad you, yeah, introduced me to it."
0: Um, jeez, we're at 22 minutes, so um, ask a couple more and then cool. You gotta get ready. Oh, do, 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 do. I'm gonna skip. I actually know John Coggleton not very oh, well. I love it. I, I want to talk to him Friday. But oh, really? His wife is a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah? Um, I kind of sort of helped. never met her. She's, or I met her for like a second. She, I helped. I lived in Shreveport, Louisiana. His band would come out there and play shows I yeah. booked. She, his wife, Lisa, would come to those shows. Fell in love with the dude. I went to an Alkaline Trio show in Denton, Texas. They randomly met. It, yeah. Me and her went. And then the next thing you know, she's like... So you're responsible she, for their well, true love. I, uh, that's what you're saying Uh, yes exactly and i want that to be known to the world and then next thing you know she moved to dallas and next thing you know 10 years later they're like hey we eloped last weekend uh we don't believe in marriage but eh, yeah we got married anyway he's an eccentric guy i love that about um so how how, so yeah since we're talking about how did how did it uh how was it working with him because he is such an interesting person yeah it's great i mean
2: just we hit it off immediately and he made a lot of choices that i liked um and he's, he was, we wanted a more adventurous uh, producer who just took some risks with certain sounds and he did that. And like listening back on it, there's a few things where I'd be where I'm like, okay maybe, maybe I wouldn't have done that. Maybe I would have taken this effect off there. But like that's the whole point of doing something adventurous. It's, right. it's risk taking and yeah. you, you're just trying to, you're reaching and you're trying to do something different. And cool. So I, I I think we'll probably work together again soon so he's coming out to see us in Dallas so. good I'm
0: just well he doesn't remember me at all I ran into him on like the final paper chase tour and I'm like dude I used to book you in Shreveport he was like yeah it's been it 10 years now and I'm like yeah, that's cool I get it it's fine um, so l- l- let me wrap this up um, so you guys started out with no real goal of making it happen right yeah. um how does it feel to have had made something happen off an accident yeah of sorts i mean
2: it's funny it's just been such a slow slow burn yeah. you know it's where it's like uh, it's just been so gradual and all of a sudden a lot of time has passed but but we've been sustained by the band the whole time i mean it's the only job i've had since 2002 oh, so it's like you know it hasn't been uh wealth uh accumulating right. but uh it's, it's been work and it's good and cool we love doing it you know, I think that's the thing is that I learned how much I actually like doing it. Yeah.
0: Do you? Be- I ask a lot of musicians this, especially ones that kind of come together in such an interesting way and things take off. But do you believe in fate at all? Yeah. Shrug of the shoulders. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I just
2: sort of like, I don't know. I don't yeah. like. I don't like making like big statements about like God exists. God doesn't exist. Fate exists. know. I, I yeah. Like aliens exist. I, I just. It's just, like, a, it's just a curiosity. Probably. You know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, it's, I don't like to think in that way.
0: Yeah. So who do you think you would probably, well, let me just ask the question instead of answering it for you. Uh, who do you think you would have been if you had not have found the band, if the band hadn't happened?
2: No clue. I'm,
0: I'm, Professor or something? I don't know, because I don't think I would have liked uh, the academic. It's, it's
2: like very cutthroat, and everyone I know who's in academia kind of like hates it, <laughs> and uh, like all the professors I know, and... Um, I don't know. It's like... It's such a hard question to answer. I, I'm sure I would have done some crazy world traveling type shit yeah. and tried to make that work somehow. Well, cool.
0: But it, it's not a... Yeah. It's good enough. Um, what's next? You got, how, how many more weeks of tour do you got left? Two and a half. Two and a half. And then um, we're going to take the fall off
2: unless... Basically, we're going to take a break unless something awesome comes yep. up. If, like friend's band that's doing really well wants to take us on tour or something
0: maybe we'll do that cool well uh adam thanks for, thanks for talking to me i know you've been busy and stressful but absolute pleasure okay. like Likewise. honest honest to goodness um yeah any any last words any anything you want to throw down there all right well thanks thanks yeah. for hanging out yeah no problem
2: nice meeting you too yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well all right buddies well thank you again to adam for hanging out uh I know you've had a super busy night there on Friday the 13th. You guys played a hell of a show. Um, I'm, I'm going to admit that I had never seen you guys live before. I think I actually talked about that on the, in the interview there a few minutes ago. But uh, I was blown away, and um, I was already a fan, but now now I'm a believer. Believe, believe it, buddies. Uh, so that that cl- concludes this week's episode. Uh, again, we just moved to Denver, Colorado. And by we, I mean me and the voices in my head. Um, we're still getting settled here. I haven't found gainful employment yet. So there's there might be a couple hiccups here and there. Uh, but my plans are there's going to be a new episode every week for the rest of the year. Uh, we've got live shows in the works uh we're gonna partner up with a couple of different venues here in town work on uh hosting some mostly harmless live shows i've already got one super special one in the works uh and you know i'm just genuinely excited to be moving on and moving up buddies colorado springs was fun i would not be the person i am today if i hadn't have uh lived there for the last 12 years so thank you to all my friends and family and everybody there who helped make me, me. And it helped thanks to everybody in Denver who's welcomed me with warm arms. Uh, I know you listeners out there probably, you, know, you probably don't care, but I just, I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I gotta put those words out there. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and end this interview with another song off uh, the new Murder by Death album. Uh, Bitter Drink, Bitter Moon. Uh, this song's gonna be called Lost Liver. <laughs> Lost Liver. I'm thinking about myself here. Uh, Lost River. Friends. the song is called lost river uh before we uh hit to that please visit mostly harmless podcast.com if you're lazy ms god i can't talk today m h p o d.com that's the shortcut link mostly harmless podcast.com like us on facebook subscribe to us on itunes leave us a little uh, review there buddies i'd love it love it just Just makes my heart a flutter to see those reviews just stack up on iTunes. Uh, Share with your friends. Uh, We're going to be at Ride Fest in Denver this weekend. Uh, We're going to be interviewing a ton of bands out there. So we hope uh, we'll see if we can make something happen with that, buddies. But here we go. This is going to be Lost River from Bitter Drink, Bitter Moon by Murder by Death.
1: I'll be, swim that lost river to me. Though my days are done, the waters will always run, swim that lost river. Be afraid, we'll meet again on the river someday. The croak of the frogs will lead you true. Where skirt green stone? So I know it's you. Oh, where skirt green stone to drag you to the blue? Oh, my days are over. You know where I'll be, swim that lost river to me Though my days are done, the waters will always run Find the La La Lost River, find me The river and find your way to me. Oh, rest your head on the river bed. Drink from the river and find your way to me. Oh, lay your head on the river bed. Drink from the river and find your way to me. Drink from the river I find your way to me. Oh, drink from the river and find your way to me. Oh, drink from the river.